Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. I just wanted to start by saying there's a relentless spiritual battle for your soul. The devil, I said to him this afternoon, I said, devil, you, I said, suck it. That's what I said to him. I said, suck it. If anyone was here this morning and heard Pete's message, anyway, there's a few points that I'm going to bring out that are just piggyback on that. And uh, I said, suck it. I said, you've lost already. Now, now you're just going around, stirring up trouble, implanting little things in people's minds, going, oh, you can't do that. You, you won't amount to anything. That person, you know, the report is pretty bad. And, and I said, but we're not going to... Anyway, let's not talk about him for too long. He uh, doesn't need more spotlight than we've given him already. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. You can stay... You can be seated. You can be seated. I was going to get you to sit later, but that's all right. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Tonight, I want to talk to you about the power of knowing. The power of knowing. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 says, But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. But the people, you, me, who know their God shall be strong and carry out or do great exploits. The power of knowing. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to preach your word. I thank you for the people that I get to preach to. I thank you for the, your people that are here. Father, they've come from all different perspectives and worldviews and different experiences and challenges and, and life journey to get to this point. I thank you for them taking the time to come out and stand in your presence, to sit in your presence, to worship in your presence. They love you. I thank you for them. Father, it's in this place that you give guidance, you give inspiration, you give dreams, sometimes correction. Father, I pray that as we receive your word, I pray that the hearts are open to receive what you want to say to them individually and corporately here. I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's powerful. I thank you that it never returns void. Father, I thank you that destinies are being aligned tonight. I thank you that you're in control do whatever you want to do. Holy Spirit, have your way. Anoint the lips of my mouth and pray that the seed of your word would go deep into the hearts of men and women here tonight, that it would accomplish that which it was sent out to do. I pray for good soil of men and women's hearts here tonight. And I pray, Father, for growth to come. Father, that there will be celebration and there would be expectation of what you're going to do tonight and in the future. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. What a beautiful name it is. I have a lot on my heart tonight, so I'm going, to try and, I'm going to try and package it in a way where, <laughs> well, let's just try and make some sense of it, um, put it in some kind of order. Uh, the Lord, let's just, shall we say, this word was conceived three months ago um, when Pastor Ross and Mary Lynn asked and gave me a date to, to speak. Thank you, Hudson. You're an amazing man, amazing pianist. Yeah. <laughs> Honor where honour's due, right? <laughs> um, 
let's try and make some sense of this. But yeah, three months ago when uh, they gave me a date to preach, instantly there was this thought that came in and said, firstly, focus, because I needed to focus. We all need a bit of that. And uh, the next one was um, Daniel chapter 11.32. Was those who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's fantastic. What do I do with that? So I've been marinating on it for the last three months. And in that, there's three key things I want to draw out. Obviously, you've probably you've already seen them, but the people who know their God, so I want to talk about knowing, equals strength. People who know their God shall be strong and carry out, do, do great exploits. In this world, we don't need more information. I think we can all agree that there's so much information that comes at us with millions of bits of information every day through the internet, through people talking to us. Through, oh, did you hear about this? Oh, yeah, did you hear about this? Oh, yeah, da, 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 da. Instant, instant information we can get. We have so much information that sometimes we can get bogged down with thinking it's all about just knowing stuff. I've just got to know about this. I've got to know about this. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. So I better go and learn it. Better go and study. And I'm all for study and I'm all for learning and I'm all for reading books. And, but, and it's a book about forgiveness. And then this person wrote a book about forgiveness. And then this book about forgiveness. And then this is about forgiveness. And, and this is grace, 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 grace. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, all these different things. So there's so much information. You're like, ah. Oh. What we need in the church, what we need individually is less information and more revelation because when revelation comes, we know that God is moving, not just man speaking. I'm all for reading books, don't get me wrong. I'm all for reading books, but there comes a time when the only thing that matters and the only thing that truly satisfies is the revelation that God brings into His people. And He's wanting to speak. He's wanting to talk. How many more inspirational Christian quotes on Instagram do we need? How many more sermons do we need until we finally make the decision that we'll never waste one more day of our lives wallowing in self-pity or guilt? I've got to be honest, I'm preaching to myself. This has, <laughs> this has changed me. So it challenged me to press in and that just could it be possible that we have information overload? Yeah. Yeah. See, information's great, but unless we put it into action, when we put it into action, things happen. Not just heads get bigger or little letters after your name on a business card get longer and longer and longer, but we still sit on the edge of our bed and go, what's it all for? Why am I doing this? There are deeper things in God for us believers. There's deeper things in God that we have access to. And sometimes we float along on the surface and it's all nice and we, we, we say, yes, Lord, I receive your forgiveness and I believe in you. I'm going to heaven. Then what happens is we just exist. We go, oh, okay, now what? Oh, okay, so I'm going to heaven. What do I need to do? I'm all for the things that God has ahead. Could it be possible that many of those things are only possible when we step into a new level of authority? Could we be the catalyst to more miracles being experienced? Could we be the catalyst? 
what, what is not happening because we're not choosing to go deeper. The Apostle Paul uh, wrote a lot of letters um, to churches and to regions, and one of the regions was Ephesus. And so he, he wrote to the Ephesian church, and he often prayed for them. And one of the prayers for them was this, Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, or the Father of the glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may, may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Amplified Version says, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him, for we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very centre and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His active spiritual power is in us who believe. The glorious riches are stored up in Jesus. We sing about Jesus, we love Jesus, and we say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart. I love you. There's so much more for you. There's so much more in Jesus. But often, Pete touched on it this morning, often we have a tendency as believers to want to bypass the process for the power. We want the power like we want bones growing back and we, oh, we want deliverance and we want people to be set free in their mind and we want cysts to come off, we want tumours to be removed, we want relationships to be restored, yet we want to bypass sometimes the process, that process of intimacy. See, knowing is intimacy, knowing God is intimacy. We want to do great things for God, we want, to, we want great things from God. We want to move in miracles, signs and wonders, we hear it all the time, laying on of hands, taking authority over evil in this world, opening blind eyes, experiencing peace and the fruits of the Spirit. People have a tendency to want shortcuts. We want stuff for nothing. See, we love the thought of microwave blessings. Pete touched on it again this morning. See, he's preaching this morning, I'm sitting there going, what do I have to bring? I said, his three key points was, the presence of God leads to power, which leads to the purpose of God. I'm sitting there going, ah, oh, my points are intimacy, knowing is intimacy, you'll find out knowing is infrastructure, and knowing is influence. So I'm sitting there going, I said to some people after, I said, you know what, the point is, why don't I just get up and, uh, I don't know, sing a song or something, or just... <laughs> Let's just say it's a different flavour. <laughs> God is at work because after I said to someone that, and they said, oh, we're just in tune. That's what God's doing today. That's what God's doing today. So I, <laughs> I urge you to press in and hear what the Lord is saying. The presence of God, intimacy with God is the most important thing. That is the foundation that sets us up to be strong. Especially in my generation, I, uh, 
I ate drive-through burgers for way too long. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Remember when they were 99 cents or something, 75 cents? Probably not the young crew. Maybe the older guys remember when they... Anyways, you eat a cheeseburger, all great, and then about half an hour later you're hungry, aren't you? You're going, oh, where is it? Like, I don't know, it just kind of disappeared. It's not even wholesome, yet my wife cooks the most amazing slow-cooked lamb. Uh, she marinates it and plays with it and just like, oh, yeah, I've got to have the rosemary in there and I've got to have the potatoes underneath and then we've got to have that because there's all a process here because we have to do that. And then what we have to do, I'm like, oh, yeah, then we have to put it in and then we have to leave it for six to eight hours. And I'm like, oh, okay. But see, I've tasted it so I know next time, hey, I'm cool with the process. I'm cool to wait because I've tasted it. Oh, I might get a bit antsy or whatever, but I'm like, oh, no, but if, I, I've tasted it before. And what God is doing is going, taste the glorious riches that are available yeah. to you yeah, yeah. so you can then be that to other people. So you, don't, so you understand there's a process, but you don't mind waiting. Yeah. Very Give me slow-cooked lamb any day. <laughs> the people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Um, the Hebrew word for know is yorda, which I kind of laughed at because, uh, yeah, because um, obviously yoda. But then I thought, oh, if the Scottish person said it, yorda, yorda, yorda. They get it right. It's just, so basically it's saying yoda in a Scottish accent, but it means experiential knowledge, not book knowledge. Experiential knowledge. It's immersion. It's being, I'm immersed in knowledge because I've experienced his power, therefore my life can't help but overflow power. See, the problem is we get it all muddled up. We want the doing. We want to do great things for God, which then it might make us feel strong in God, and then we feel closer to him. And God's going, oh, no, I really like doing things opposite to the way the world thinks. So he says, no, 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 knowing equals strength which then equals doing great things. See, religion is all about doing. I was thinking about it, I was going, religion's all about doing. If I do this, if I do that, I'll look a certain way, and then people think, oh, yeah, you're close to God, or, you know, it's all about doing, rituals. But Jesus is counter the world. Jesus is counter religion. It's all about relationship first. If I do enough, if I do this, I'll be strong. See, the Pharisees were like that. If I, if I wear the right robe and if I position myself in the right spot, then people will see me and go, ooh, he knows God. Ooh. And I think sometimes in church, I don't know, I've met a few people like that that are like, oh, yeah, as long as I look a certain way, then people will think, you know what, he knows God. But... See, it's in the hidden place. It's in the intimate place where strength is formed. Knowing is intimacy. We have to look at Jesus, the perfect example. He's our model. John 14, 6 6 to 7 says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus invites us to know him. It's an invitation. This, is, this, this passage I'm about to read out is for some people 
if you only take this part of it, that's it. Look at a painting, 16 people are going to see totally different things. Whatever you grab out of this message, if you grab one little thing, I'm, I've done my job. Like, if one person got one thing out of this, then I'm all for it. Go for it. Matthew 11:28. are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and what? You'll recover your life. That's, like, we read over that. Like, and, we'll, and you'll recover your life. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. Uh, you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. See, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Doing, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Take a real rest. What? Oh, but I'm meant to be doing this. Take a real rest. I'll show you how to rest. Be cool, man. Jesus was the coolest. Jesus was, wow. Oh, Jesus was wonderful. He would just walk in a room and things would change. People would go, ooh. And then he would, he would put one foot in a place and demonic spirits would just go, oh, Jesus, what? Seriously, what do you want with us? What do you want with us? And he's like, just come out. Get out. The boss is here, basically. <laughs> See, I love Jesus. He's so good. He can hum he's humble. He can sit with the least of these and he can hang out with kings and... Oh, he's good. Walk with me, but the invitation is walk with me and work with me. Yeah. See, work with me is after. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Yeah. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. What does that mean? That's not like one day. Keep company with it. Follow me around. Just walk with me. That's hold hands and just like, yeah, come on, yeah. How are you feeling? Great. Walk with me. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. It's a promise. You'll recover your life. Jesus wants to go on a walk. Knowing is not intellect, it's intimacy, it's, it's immersion, it's not just up in your head, but it's to apprehend and experience, not the possession of information, but the exercising of the reality. Knowing is up to you. You can be as close to God as you want to be. He's not going to force himself on you. The Holy Spirit is not, he's a gentleman. He's not going to force you to go, you've got to know me because I'm so awesome. He invites you to partake in his love and his glorious riches. And in that intimacy, you discover things about him that just continue to build strength in your core. It's not mystical contemplation, but dutiful obedience. See, Jesus knew the Father. The people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. How many of you are thankful that God doesn't use awesome people? He uses available people. People that are going, you know what, I don't actually have it all together. I don't really know what I'm doing. But, uh, yep, if you can use me. If, if you want to, if you want to, I'll position myself to be used. But don't have to be awesome. No, you don't. Don't have to be able. No. See, because available, you just have to be available it's just to, to help or benefit. So if I go, oh, I'm available, Lord. I'm here to help or be a benefit. Then able is the power to carry out such things. So he goes, yeah, just help or benefit, and he will empower you in the process. Yeah. Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or think. God can do anything, you know, this is the message version. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. 
He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, His Spirit deeply and gently within us. How many of you know the story of Jesus calming the storm? It's an interesting story and uh, it's one that I've been reading about during this message, um, preparing this message because, and Doug touched on it this morning when he spoke in communion, he was talking about how Jesus was a human. See, straight away right there, I go, hmm, I can relate. (laughs) I'm a human. (laughs) So, that's a good start, basically, to go, Jesus is human, I'm human. Okay, now what? So, Jesus is in the Jesus has been ministering all day. Jesus has been healing the sick, um, whatever he does, comforting the brokenhearted, setting people free in their mind. Then he's teaching about sowing the seed. And then he goes, you know what? I'm tired, boys. Uh, can you, let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee from one spot over to the other, which is about 12 kilometers. So he, he goes, let's get in the boat, let's go. And the Bible says that he's tired, so he goes to sleep. Pretty straightforward. And you go, oh, but isn't he meant to be always ministering? And isn't he always meant to be doing stuff for people? See, Jesus was being an example and a a demonstration of the fact that, you know, even in our tiredness, we can still do miracles. And even in our tiredness and our humanity, God can use him. See, the power that he had access to Let's back up. The disciples come and they go, you know what? See, these are seasoned fishermen. These guys have been out on the water. They've been in the boat. They know their way around the boat. They know the way around the sea. They've come. They've finally gone, oh, we're at the end of it. They would have tried everything in their skill or ability to right the ship and to keep going over, to not wake Jesus. Then they go and wake Jesus. Firstly, I don't even know how he slept. Let's be honest. I've been on Pete's boat. It's been like this. One particular time, and I'll just leave this with you. Let's just say it's like trying to ride a bull while eating a bowl of porridge. That's the scene I'll leave with you there. So Jesus is fast asleep because he's cool. So he can hang out and he's just like, oh, yeah, storm, yeah, I can, I, can, I can sleep in that. So there's massive waves swamping the boat. The disciples finally go, we're out of strength here. Let's go and wake Jesus up. Jesus, uh, don't you care that we're going to perish? Don't you care that we're going to die? So Jesus wakes up and he's like, You can just picture it. He wakes up, goes to the front of the boat. Silence, be still. He reminded nature of the order. So waves, the wind and the waves bowed the knee. And they said, oh, yep, no worries. Complete calm. Jesus demonstrated what what power he had access to is accessible to us. Because he was fully human, but also fully God. But remember, it says... He emptied himself of the deity. He laid it aside, didn't consider it something to cling to. So he was demonstrating that, hey, in your humanity, we have the ability to access what he had access to. When we think about that, we think, wow, what can we do with that? that that's pretty powerful. That's, uh, so that's talking to nature. Because remember, they get to the other side. He sets foot on the sand... And the demoniac comes running out of the tombs, screaming, what do you want with us, Jesus? And he casts them out. He's saying, I'm Lord over nature, and I'm also Lord over the spiritual realm. 
I am who I say I am. I can do what I say I can do. And you know what? That's accessible for you who believe. See, he still needed to access God by faith. See, it was faith that connected him. The faith, which complete, complete trust in God. Complete trust in God and his goodness. The same power he had, we had access to. No wonder he said to his disciples, why are you afraid? Where's your faith? You have little faith. Why are you afraid? See, they had enough faith to wake him up and go, oh, you can do something about this because we can't. And we know God uses a little bit of faith, but Jesus said, oh, there's a whole new realm that you can go to, but you, you, you didn't even need to wake me up, really. Maybe just you could have gone out the front and said, silence, be still. See, silence is to be mute. Be still is to be immovable. Just render it immovable. Some of you in your situations, you need to start saying, silence, be still. Rise up and say, silence, be still. Be quiet, shut up. Don't keep moving. Shut up, mind. Not good enough. I can't do this, can't do that. Jesus is the perfect demonstration of being human, empowered by a faith that just has access to the glorious riches that are found only in Him. Sometimes it's more about the development of your faith than the demonstration of His power. God's power is always released through faith. Don't beg from God what you already possess. Then there was a great calm. No doubt the disciples were taken deeper and more in those moments than in the entire, their entire walk up to that point. Maybe in those moments they went, okay, there's a whole new level here. What is faith? Like I said, faith is complete trust in God. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must first believe that he exists and secondly that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. See, knowing His influence. Third point, knowing His influence. So we've got knowing His intimacy, knowing His infrastructure. See, we look at this building and go, oh, it's nice, nice doors, nice glass. The air conditioners are lovely. That's great. Roof's cool. No one bothers to look at the foundation and go, oh, lovely concrete. Oh, the reinforcement's great. Gee, that hole you dug was awesome to pour the concrete. No one does that, but that's the most important thing for this to stay up. See, knowing is influence. What's what's in your possession, I love what Bill Johnson has to say about this, what's in your possession is different to what's in your account. So, I can go, oh, here, here's $50. Because it's in my possession... I know what's in my account, so it gives me confidence to move in my possessions. If I only knew what I had in my pocket, we hold on to it and we go, nope, I'm not going to use that. Oh, I could maybe spend five of those dollars, but I'm not, I can't use all of it because I'm only aware of what's in my possession. Faith is drawing what's in your account into your possession. So when we know what's in our account, the glorious riches of what God wants to do in your life, we have the power to move with what's in our possession, with our, I've got this because I know he's got my bill, he's got my check, 
He's picking up the tab. Bill Johnson said, the more we come to know God experientially, the more we can become like Him. And the more we become like Him, the more we can do what He does and manifest His nature and power to the world around us. Worship team, you can come. Toilet can wait, right? I didn't... Sorry, I was reading at the time. Always ready. Uh, John 14, 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. See, and even greater works, sometimes we think, oh, what can you do that's better than what Jesus did? Jesus did all this stuff. I haven't raised the dead. Blah, blah, blah. The gr- even greater works means far-reaching, greater reaching, because he, he's going to the Father, and now we all scatter. And so he sends the Holy Spirit, and so he... See, only where Jesus went, the miracles took place. So to do even greater works is his people moving by the power of the Holy Spirit in their little spheres of influence. And he says, you'll do even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. The place of intimacy is the place of power. See, the power is always running. Desiring more of God is just plugging into what is already flowing. I had a... Last week I had a... um, Up the... After the night meeting, I just was driving home and God gave me this picture, or I believe it was God that opened this picture to me. I was driving home and all the way along here was a live current. Live current. And he said, the power is always flowing. My, see, God doesn't turn off a switch. Just for a moment, let's pretend there's a live current just flowing through here. See, He loves you. He's drawing you. He wants to connect with you. He wants to come close to you, draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. He never pressures you. So there's a live current running through here. And I said, Lord, what's that about? He goes, that's my love. That's my power. That's my anointing. See, I don't know what you need. I don't don't know your families. And I don't don't know those quiet things that you struggle with. I don't know those things where you go, Lord, I've I've tried a few things, but I just need to step in deeper. There's an invitation here. There's an opportunity for you to plug in. And, and, And then he showed me these little power sockets all the way along and he goes they're going to plug in they only need to plug in what could happen if you just plug in what is actually possible if I choose to plug in again or plug in further to what Jesus is already flowing what could happen so tonight what I wanted to do is invite you to plug in there there may be one person but there may be 20 
But as, as you bow your heads and close your eyes, I, it would be remiss of me not to ask you this question if there's anybody in this place that doesn't know the Lord Jesus, that, that knows there's something that they need in their life and there's a void and that just maybe Jesus loves them. One day you're going to shut your eyes for the very last time. Your life on here will be done. I am obsessed with people living in their fullest capacity. Their fullest capacity, but with God's enabling power on top of that. You have an opportunity. If that's you here tonight, you want to give your heart to Jesus. You need him just in the quietness of this moment. I'm not going to embarrass you. But if you just wanted to raise your hand and just let me know that you said, yeah, Andy, you could, you could pray for me. I know there's something else that I need. And I need Jesus. I need him to come and change me. I've tried everything else. I've done a lot of looking. I'm really tired. Thank you. I see that. Is there anybody else? Thanks, man. The Bible says in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. See, believing demands behavior. Believing demands a behavioural response. Otherwise, it's just an idea. Let's move into a conviction that, yes, I've got to do something about that. Everybody, if you would like to stand, just still with your heads bowed in the quietness of this moment. See, I really want to pray. I, I love that decision that you guys have made. I want you, if you were willing, to just come to the front. And I'm going to pray for you we're going to invite Jesus into your heart whoever lifted their hand come on now, come down the front see the Bible says if we're ashamed God is, Jesus is ashamed in front of the Father you're making an amazing decision amazing decision this, this, this decision is the foundation for the power that's going to flow from you He, he loves you Congregation, let's 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 join with these guys. I'm going to come down on your level. None of this. Let's all pray together. From your heart, Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for that. Thank you that there's life in His name. I choose Jesus tonight as my Lord and Saviour. I live for Him. I make Him Lord of my life. Come and fill me with Your presence that I may never be the same ever again. In Your name, Amen. Oh, thank You, Father. Church, Let's praise him for that. Let's praise him. See, there's, there's, there's bells ringing in heaven and hell.
and hill. There's bells ringing. Now tonight, um, I don't know if you guys have Bibles or anything, but um, are they going to go? Is... The team, the team's going to come and pray with you guys. The team's going to come and pray with you guys. At the same time, the invitation is that the live current along here, let's just for, for a moment pretend that the live current's flowing. There's power sockets everywhere. If you're here and you say, you know what, I need to go. I just want to plug in. I don't even know what it's for. It could just be, I just want to, I just want to love him. I just want to feel his love again. It could be, I need healing in my body. I need a breakthrough. I, I'm about to make a decision that it's a key decision in my life. It may be for wisdom. So you just come, charge up. My phone sometimes, you can come as I'm talking, but my phone sometimes says low battery. Do you want me to go into low power mode? I'm like, no way. Find the charge, charge it up. How good does it feel? with a fully charged phone. In the same way, if you need to just plug in, whatever that means for you, come now. The team's gonna move freely through and pray for you. They're gonna ask if they wanna pray for you. You don't have to be prayed for. If you wanted to step in to a new level, come and stand in His presence. And I pray that God moves powerfully in your life I'm going to come and join the team. The band's going to continue to praise and worship. Just give him what you need to give him and receive what you need to receive. In the name of Jesus. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.